Hey, it's Sarah. And I'm Aaron. And this is 31 Nights of Scary Shit. Oh, hello, friends. The beginning. I caught the beginning of what you were saying. <laughs> Did you? So everyone heard that. Oh, no. Oh, we didn't even mention in the last episode in the intro, you can hear Gus fucking with the microphone. Oh, yeah. He almost knocked it over. <laughs> yeah. That was in the last intro, not the one you just listened yeah. to. But Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Keep the change. Filthy <laughs> animals. <laughs> um, yeah. So, hi. It's, it's Christmas. We understand there are other holidays other than Christmas, but... This happens to be Christmas, so Merry Christmas. You Merry Christmas, I said it. it like seven times. You did. You did. You are really clearly into Christmas, the Christmas spirit this year, yes. if you will. In the holiday season. I don't know the any other lyrics to that song, uh, other than like, it's something like, bop de bop and don't forget to put out your sock, or... <laughs> Oh, okay. I didn't know that one. Well, Frank Sinatra. Don't forget to put that just song. You know that Frank Sinatra. I really. don't know the actual song. All I know is it's the holiday That's what I was saying. season. I don't know any other lyric. We well, we need to learn them clearly. Um, the next but year's Christmas. So. Exactly. So, what, my friends, do you think we cover on a Christmas day? I'll wait for you to respond. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you responded yeah, we with something. a long time. That's a pretty cool thing you said, friend. Um, but what, if it's the same thing I'm about to say, that's pretty cool too. But I don't know because we I are can't terrible. Hear you. We are terrible at talking to our fake <laughs> audience. I'm like, well, I'll tell you, person in the audience. <laughs> I, I never pull I it think, off. I think our actual audience might enjoy it because it's kind of awkward and weird and funny. Oh. Well, or they hate it. And they secretly are going to start telling us that we need to stop doing it. Sorry, friends. Anyway, yeah. today's episode, we're going to explore the dark side of the holiday season. I enjoy the dark side of the holiday season, um, by the way. Yeah, so we're going to cover the spooky, the evil, the nasty, the mostly children-eating side. Oh, nice. It involves a lot of eating children. Cool. Which I don't like but um i kind of wanted to take a step away from the true crime stuff because we both picked pretty heady ones recently i mean robert durst is like just kind of like it's like shitty that he got away with it for so long and then btk that was a bit much you know what i mean so i wanted to get into something more folky and spooky you know what i mean i gotcha for the holiday season i gotcha (laughs) i'm just gonna keep using that phrase so today we're gonna talk about krampus we're going to talk about Frau Perchta. Is that German? Yes. Frau. We're, we're going to talk about Hans Trapp. And we're going to talk about, and forgive the pronunciations because it's going to be pretty bad today, Kelly Conseroy. I don't know what that is. We're going to talk about it today. Um, and I'm going to probably pronounce a lot of these things incorrectly multiple times in multiple different ways. So I'm sorry, but I'm trying. So we're going to start with the big baddie himself, Krampus. I know it's Krampus or whatever the hell, but I say Krampus. <laughs> Screw everybody else. Um, and now most of us have heard of him because of the movie by the same name yes. or from what I've seen of it. Um, it's fairly accurate to like the actual story of Krampus. I mean, minus the like 
It's not like true, obviously, guys. Krampus doesn't actually really exist. All right, Gus, you're going to need to go away from that. You know, let me hold you. There we go. Thank you. Um, I'll be it. Um, anyway, my niece and nephew have seen this movie. Oh, Krampus. And they love it. So that's two tiny turds themselves that endorse it. I was very proud when I wrote that. Two tiny turds. <laughs> um, anyway, Krampus is described as an anthropomorphic demon goat. Anthropomorphic. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? That means that means like an, an animal that's human has human qualities. Like oh, okay. Anthropomorphic, like okay. animal human hybrid yeah. situation. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's a pretty descriptive language situation going on. Um, and his name comes from the German word Krampen which means claw, um, which I'm sure I'm also pronouncing in, in, inaccurately, but that's fine. <laughs> in Norse mythology, Krampus is said to be the son of hell. Yes. Krampus started as the counterpart to St. Nicholas. Instead of rewarding good kids, he would hit the bad kids, stuff them in his sack, and then kidnap them to his lair. Yeah. Well, Real chill. Well, they deserve it. Um, he has a knack for ripping out pigtails. <laughs> beating kids with birch branches as one does you know and enjoys to consume the children on christmas day what a christmas feast fa la 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 children for dinner um oh god i just lost my notes hold on hold on oh god damn it um uh, christmas day feast fun fact about krampus he kind of went into obscurity for a while because the catholic church didn't like the celebrations they don't like anything else. better yet fascists <laughs> considered him to be a social democrat <laughs> so bernie sanders <laughs> also very proud of that <laughs> but bernie, evil bernie sanders an evil Bernie Sanders. <laughs> um, Krampus has his own night that he comes to terrorize towns, and that's December 5th, and it's called Krampus Knot, which I'm also sure I'm pronouncing incorrectly. Love it. It's like Crystal Knot, but with Krampus. <laughs> sure. Uh, this night traditionally has grown men dreamt as, dressed as Krampus, running around towns, getting drunk, and threatening to steal kids or beat people up. Super fun Christmas tradition. Sounds like every Christmas I've ever had with my family. <laughs> what a family holiday. Yeah, it's the best. Um, so with the children situation, they wouldn't hang out on Krampus night, but they come running out the next day, which is Nicholas Tog, which is, I guess, St. Nicholas Day. Yeah. Um, to see if candy was left in their shoes or rods. Rods, rods meant they were bad kids i guess oh okay. um krampus comes to town the night before to drag off all the bad kids the super bad kids hmm. and for the most part krampus is becoming pretty commercialized and moving away from its truly terrifying origins so now it's becoming like you know the movie he's gonna get stuck underneath that dresser okay well i'll get him he's okay he'll be fine i don't want him to get decapitated i that's half his body underneath of it <laughs> I think he'll be fine. Oh, he's totally going for it. He's okay. trying to like get himself all the way. Gus, if you get stuck under there. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Now, I did this really cool thing when I was doing the research. So there's like tons and tons of different stories like Krampus, like bad counterparts to St. Nick or Chris Kringle or, or Santa yeah. Claus, whatever. 
So what I found was that there is a female counterpart yes. to Krampus that goes hand in hand. It's around the same parts of Europe, like the German, Germanic mm-hmm. countries or whatever. And her name is Frau Perchta. Yes. And wow. before we start, I want to shout out Bone and Sickle, which is a podcast that I actually used as research. And they're really awesome. And they have a really super awesome website. And I'm obsessed with them. Um, but you should check them out. No, we're not advertising for them in any way, shape, or form, and I'm sure they don't need any of our help. But in the podcasting world, I guess it really doesn't matter, and so I just like to shout things out. So there you go. And who doesn't... I know you freaking weird people like to listen to weird shit, and they have a lot of weird shit. So let me show you a picture of Frau Perchta, so you have reference. Yep. Okay. You know. Yeah. Evil witch-looking thing with snakes. You know. Or actually, I think those are entrails. Oh, Gus is completely under the dresser now. I think he's fine. He seems to be chilling. I'm going to check on him for momentarily. Okay, all right. She's acting as if it's her child. All right. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> and now he's coming back out. He's just—he's very spongy. Yeah. His fat isn't solid. It's very squishy. Oh. Anyway, so I just showed Aaron a picture of Frau Percher. Maybe I'll—I'll I'll post a pic on the social needs. Um, she really doesn't play around. Um, anything, this evil Santa, um, maybe one that you're particularly unfamiliar with because she started in Austria and kind of expanded towards the German part. Um, and she comes from pre-Christian tradition. Um, Perchta was an Alpine goddess. And when Christianity swept through was changed from a goddess to a demon, which who stalked towns and villages because it was in an attempt to wipe out paganism and polytheism. So they just reversed everything and made all the, you know, gods and goddesses like evil creatures. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you honored her feast day, the original goddess, um, um, and were respectful and reverent, she would appear as a woman like Aphrodite. um, And you had to honor Perchta's night with a traditional meal and sweet cakes, or she would go nuts on you. Um, one of the traditional foods that she that should be consumed on perch tonight um, was um, porridge called perch to milch. <laughs> Sounds horrible. And it's kind of like leaving cookies out for Santa, right? Um, so that you you'd eat some of it, but then you'd leave some of it of it behind. And if you pissed her off, she came to you as a horned monster, hungry for your flesh. Okay, so. You know, me right before I get my period. Literally, I made that joke and I paused for a moment because I wasn't sure if I wanted to play the period joke because it seemed like a cheap joke. But I'm glad you thought of it because I enjoy a good period joke, you know. Or me the whole two weeks leading up to Yeah, I said, I literally said, so like me on my period? Yeah. Um, Now, why would Christians go after a harmless alpine goddess and try to villainize her? Well, her feast day was the same as Twelfth Night. Mm. Um, so they figured they could knock out paganism and replace it with Christian tradition as they were wont to do. Mm. Um, and her name also comes from a mistranslation of the German term for epiphany, which is gibernata not. <laughs> I'm sure I pronounced that incorrectly. I'm sure I spelled that incorrectly. Um, so what exactly would Perch to do if she caught you messing around and being a dick? Well, she would sneak into your room while you were sleeping. Creepy enough. Slit your belly open and replace your organs with trash, hay, and or pebbles. What a lady. 
That's my kind of girl. <laughs> just stuff you full of trash. Okay. Wild. Just wild. Um, Perched is off- often shown with a long nose and is often associated with Strix or a bird of ill omen. Oh. She was also followed by Himchin or spirits of children who had not been baptized. Oh. These children's spirits are the ones that would eat the offerings left behind for Perchta. So they're the ones that would eat the porridge. Yeah. All right. So now we're going away from Austria, Germany area. And now we're moving to France for a story of a more true nature, which is Hans Trap. So Hans Trap was actually based off of a real person. Um, and it's kind of like the Vlad the Impaler is their inspiration yeah. for Dracula kind of vibes. Yeah. Um, but they say that he actually existed in his spirit is what haunts people. Okay. So the real real guy's name was Hans von Trotta. Hans von Trotta. I don't know why I had to say it like that. It just seemed right. <laughs> Anyway, he absolutely terrorized the towns and villages under his control. Trotta lived in the 14th century, and he wanted to gain more and more power, so he started talking with the devil. Talking with the devil. Is that... Are those the lyrics? I don't know. No, it's running with the devil. Running with the devil! And it's also, I think, the wrong key that I'm singing it in. But anyway, that's fine. Um, So much so of talking with the devil... Anyway, um, the Pope actually got wind of it and excommunicated him. Oh, no. The horror. The horror. Um, Because of his excommunication, he was actually banished to Germany from France to Germany. That would be a gift. I'm sorry. I guess. I guess. Where he had to live in the woods. He was forced to live in the woods. This is where the legend begins. Okay. (laughs) So he's some awful person that gets banished because he's running with the devil. (laughs) Anyway, um, so it's said that a 10-year-old boy happened upon Trotta because Trotta liked to dress up like a scarecrow and torture people and and terrorize people on roads in the woods. That sounds like that scary story. That one of those scary stories. Like wrong turn or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, and at the time Trotta was, um, had, had been having to live in the woods. So he had become so hungry cause he had, you know, mm-hmm. hunted everything mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. wild story that human flesh seemed appealing to him. Well, so he hungry. kidnapped the boy, took him to his lair and sliced him and roasted him. Oh, I feel like you should roast and then slice, but I'm not going to argue with how you cook yeah. children. Yeah. Um, and it said that because of his wickedness, a divine lightning bolt came down and killed him after he ate the boy. Wow. So Trap was a large figure who's often described as surly and wild. And he had a lot of facial hair too, like big mountain man style. So imagine mm-hmm. big mountain man, scary man style. And he, like Krampus, carried a large sack to carry children who were bad off to a forest where they would never return. <laughs> so it's pretty much his spirit from this yeah. awful guy who did this awful thing came back and is yeah. now torturing and killing children. So again, right. it's another Christianity trying mm-hmm. to like stamp out paganism yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. So we went from Germany to Austria to France. Right. Now we're going to Greece. Greece. We're going I'm taking you around the world, baby. It's a world tour. It's a world tour. It's holiday. It's also going to be an exceptionally short episode. I just looked over. 
So next we're going to talk about the Calaconzeroi. That's these creature things. Oh my God. I love those. Right. You're not going to like them in a minute. (laughs) What a mouthful is what I wrote after that word. So the next few that we go through will have intertwining stories and origins. So these guys are interlocked with two other stories that I was going to tell about these Yule lads and then this like Yule cat, but I'll kind of wrap it up at the end relatively quickly because they're all kind of connected. Um, so we're moving to Greece in case you didn't catch it from my horrible pronunciation of any kind of Greek word in any way, shape or form. And these are goblin elf gnome type creatures. Um, they're small black male creatures. I don't mean black as an African American. I mean, black as in color, like little demon creatures, like little, um, like dragon looking children is what I'm going to say is how they're depicted. (laughs) Right. Like little dragony, scaly creatures. I love that he's like, <laughs> yes, hello. It's like thriller, but with jazz hands. Um, okay, so I'll and they're also mostly blind, oh. and I'll get back to that and why they're blind in a minute, and you'll see why. Um, weird detail: they're also said to all have lisps. I don't know how I feel what? about that as a person that has a, or had a really bad lisp, but now it's not quite as bad. I don't know how I feel about that. Does that mean evil people have lisps? I, I don't know. I don't like that. Why does that even or matter? Or if you have a lisp, you're evil. I don't like that. Well, if you're evil and scary, I mean, why does the lisp even matter? I don't know. Why I don't like it. Why is that a thing? I don't know. They don't explain why. It's just a fact. Okay. <laughs> they, for the most part, spend their days underground, like deep, deep underground, <laughs> all the time, toiling away, trying to end the world. Oh. Uh, you know, real chill. Yeah. Uh, they cut at the trunk of the tree of life. That's what they spend their days doing is taking a long saw. Is that why my life sucks so bad? And sawing at the tree of life, <laughs> trying to end the These world. These little gnomes are, ch- are gnawing at the trunk. <laughs> the I guess they could be. They could be. Um, they only come out at Yule or the 12 days of Christmas or winter solstice or whatever you want to call it. It's the days between December 21st and the epiphany. those 12 days um uh what do they do for the 12 days they are on earth they wreak havoc like all evil santa counterparts do and because they are so small they're able to easily break into homes and businesses and just destroy shit (laughs) they're just little (laughs) annoying impish pieces of shit um these goblin-like creatures are typically considered just like mischievous gremlin pieces of shit I think that's where the Gremlin movies come come from. Yeah, that, I was like, going to say story. they, they kind of remind me of Gremlins. I love and Gremlins. And I'll get to why they're even more related to Gremlins in a minute. I love Gremlins, though. Um, they're nocturnal, and guess what? They generally avoid holy water. Oh. Like Gremlins need to avoid water. I see. Right? You don't put them in water, and then they become evil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, maybe I forgot Gremlins for a minute. Um, anyway... And I did find a site that named like 20 of these things and had descriptions of them. And I have no idea whether it's real or fake, um, but it was really entertaining to read. And so what I was thinking when I read through all of these is that it's probably more like more like this is a common 
like piece of mythology or like, you know, folklore that people talk about or write about. So like maybe they're referenced in stories and they have names in those stories, but I don't know if that's actually real or anything. So that's why I'm not talking about them individually because I just thought it'd be weird. (laughs) Um, and I didn't want to, you know, say something inaccurate, how to avoid these goblin like creatures, leave a colander on your doorstep. Yes. Or for people that don't know what a colander is. A colander? A strainer. (laughs) Are you upset that I used the word colander? No, I'm just... Okay, you're going to tell us why we leave a colander, right? Oh, no, I'm just going to leave it there, Aaron. I'm not going to (laughs) explain why you leave a colander on your doorstep. Of course not. Yes, I'm going to explain it. So you've got to follow me on this, okay? okay? They don't like holy water. Okay. Okay. And by extension, won't say the number three because it's a holy number. So when they count the holes, they only count one, two, and thus spend all night counting to two, distracting them all night long until they have to go back. Because remember, they're only nocturnal until they have to go back underground. I see. Okay. You see the logic, but you're like, that's a lot. It's a lot of steps. Yeah. That's like more than six degrees to seven to Kevin Bacon. I almost yeah. called it seven bacon. <laughs> <laughs> six degrees to seven bacon. Um, so yeah, isn't that, a, that's a weird one, right? That's really weird. That's one of the weirdest ways I've heard of keeping the monsters yeah. away from you that we've talked about on this show. That was clearly thought up by someone with. With, like, too much time. Or really OCD. Like, just imagine these tiny little impish creatures being like, one, two. One, two. One, two. All night long? They don't eventually go, I'm gonna go home now. Yeah. No. They just do that all night. Another way is to paint a black cross on your door on Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. well, I usually do that. So Yeah, that's normally a normal Christmas Eve activity. However, I don't know how to protect yourself for the three days before Christmas Eve that are part of Yule. Oh. So you're just you're just dealing with these fucking animals until Christmas Eve, and then you're like, finally I can put the cross on my door. Oh, I see. Yeah. Uh also burning an old shoe could keep them away, but I mean, wouldn't that keep anyone away? Yeah, I would think. That's like <laughs> that's like any time they're like or you can cut their head off. Well, yeah, that would kill anything. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, that reasonably would murder anything. Like shooting um, shooting a werewolf with a silver bullet. Mm-hmm. Well, you shoot the right place, it's going to kill somebody, regardless of what it's made of. Um, now, I think you could see this one coming, maybe. I'm not sure your expertise on the Yule season No, but I'm anxiously awaiting. But you could also burn a log in your fireplace to keep them from coming down the chimney. Oh, I've heard of that. The tradition of the Yule log burning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So that's where this comes from. That makes sense. One of the ways that it Mm -hmm. comes from. Uh, Norse tradition has a similar kind of creature that does the same same kind of mischievous shit and you burn the log for the same reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, then finally on the epiphany, the priest going from house to house, blessing them for the new year with holy water mm-hmm. and basil. Also, fun fact, they mm-hmm. don't like basil. Mm-hmm. Um, that ends up banishing these guys back to the underground to continue to cut at the tree of life. I see. So that whole process, that's why you do that at that time of year is to banish them back to where they're supposed to be. 
Um, and since this predates the Santa tradition, I thought how these guys in a different context are kind of like Santa's elves. Mm-hmm. Little impish creature yeah. things. Yeah. The time they spend away from the tree of life, these, those 12 days, um, the tree of life itself grows back from where they were cutting the year before. So the tree never is cut down completely. So it's just right. part of the cycle of life. Um, so the next two that I was going to talk about were the Yule lads and then the Yule cat, but essentially what it is, is these goblin like creatures, the Calicans, Roy, which I'm sure I'm saying incorrectly, (laughs) hang out with the Yule lads, which is a group of, of like children that are like menaces and their pet cat, which is a huge black cat that's like a Yule cat, they just go around torture and torturing and terrorizing shit. Nice. They're just general menaces. So I was like, I'm not really going to go down that story because it's essentially the same as what I just told you, but in like a different spin of it being children or a cat. <laughs> so yeah, there's my Yule cat. This cat's bad. That little Gus cat. So yeah, that's that's my Christmas episode. It's not very long. It's not very punchy. Gets the job done. You enjoy. You got your big baddie Krampus that we talked about. Mm-hmm. We got some some cultural context here in a European way. I couldn't find any kind of um, like holiday season spooky thing in really any other context. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I could find similar stories in different contexts, but it wasn't really with a holiday mm-hmm. spin. So anyway, friends, we hope you have a lovely Merry Christmas, maybe other holidays, or maybe you don't celebrate any holiday at all. Enjoy. Hopefully it's cold. We're pre-recording this. Obviously we're not hanging out on Christmas day, but I hope, um, it's cold. So we get a little bit of that Christmas time feeling. Mm-hmm. We want you to send us emails at 31 nights of scary shit at gmail.com. I'm working on the Jamie. I have not forgotten the story that you sent us. I'm working on putting it together to do it in the new year. I just want to do it justice and not just read it verbatim and kind of do a little bit more with it. Um, so that's going to be coming soon, which I'm really excited about. Our hundredth episode is soon. Yes. And you want to know what I'm hoping. So I've been talking to a family member who has been having some paranormal experiences. And I'm hoping when I talk to the family member that we have it nailed down. So maybe that could either be part of the hundredth episode or could be another part of our shithead stories. But I was like, oh, you have to figure this thing out. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I'm excited to hear about that, Erin. Mm-hmm. We're all excited. We're waiting with bated breath. Yes. I don't know if that's real or not, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm pumped about it. I hope you're pumped about it. I hope you enjoy your day, regardless of how you end up spending it. I mean, maybe text a friend. See what they're doing. I don't know. Text me. I'll text you with a Santa. Who cares? I'll text you with a tree. I'll text you with a <laughs> shrimp. My The shrimp emoji is my favorite emoji. Um, I don't know why. I just think it's the funniest. Anyway, now I'm just rambling. Follow us on the social media at 31 Nights of Scary Shit on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, we're at Scary Shit Pod. Donate to the Buy Me a Coffee, Coffee or the Venmo. Venmo is at Podcast 31 Nights. And the Buy Me a Coffee is linked in our in our show notes. Show notes are the description in case anyone was curious. You might have to hit show more depending on what mm. version you're listening on. But anyway... um. 
Anyway, that's all I have to say, friends. So I hope you uh, stay spooky. Uh, bye.